0: Ladies and gentlemen, episode... Are we on five? Is this five, Grant? I think it is five. It's it's five, it is. Five, five. episode five, it is. It's definitely not six, but we're a man down tonight, guys. Um, Chris isn't here. Chris is, by my reckoning, somewhere over France right now, on a plane, um, flying into Barcelona. So we don't have him this week. Um, We did try and do the recording earlier. The recording failed. So Chris is away. Enjoy it. See you next week because I know full well that Chris has got some things to talk about with what's gone on in League Two this week. But Grant, I think we don't. I don't think we mess about. I think we just get straight at the biggest thing that's happened in League Two this week. And I think it's it's really easy to segue into it. The biggest thing that's happened in League Two probably for a long time. Mike Fondop, two goals, two
1: goals. Mike Fondop. Who'd have thought it?
0: The fifty-five. A people.
1: The 50 pound goal. Can we call it a hundred pound goal since it's costing us fifty quid each year? Fifty
0: quid each, yeah. Yeah, it's the hundred pound goals, but yeah, I mean mate, not just two goals, player of the week. Um, player of the week. Of the not week, just
1: and- not just for the league. EFL. He was in the player he was in the play, he was in the team of the week.
0: Yeah. For the um, full I- football league. It's he's the thing about him is his header was unreal like he got into positions that Oldham have clearly been been missing um i've actually got so for the first time we've never done this um got some videos lined up that we can share in um, and we can actually watch and see um the Oldham highlights from this week
1: yeah so let's get on i, I want to see i yeah, want um, to see that header again it was a towering yeah. header from big mike and his
0: celebration yeah, there's a lot in this. Let's we'll just enter category. it and see it. Yeah. There we go. Let me turn that off. Just realise I've not turned the branding off, boys. Here we go. So the thing I noticed first, is obviously Newport scored straight away. Oldham are unlucky here because that is... No one can do all about that. It's a deflected no, goal. No, there's nothing you can, can do on it. No. Um, and I think that seems to be a trend with goals against Oldham at the minute. Um, and this this highlights clip has everything. Um Olden play some nice football. They pass the ball well. I mean, that ball and that finish, that's... Uh, it's a great finish. Everyone would be proud of that finish, finish, but
1: you'd be more proud of that ball going through. Yeah, that ball over the if top. You're, if you're making those balls going in and you've got someone there at
0: the end of it... Yeah. Yeah. You're again, your goal, a happy fan. Yeah, again, another Ugh. goal conceded. Defender gets a good blocking, and it falls just back to the to the attacker again and he, he bangs it in. You can't be disheartened about those goals. Here we go. But there's the moment. Big Fondop coming it. in.
2: <laughs> oh. He loves it,
1: doesn't he? Do you he, know what? Do
2: you know, I feel, like a, thing.
1: I feel like, a, like a proud parent watching that goal going in.
0: And then that happens. Obviously not Fondop, but... <laughs> I for me, that's not a red card. I think that's a yellow. I think a bit unlucky. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, it could be, I suppose. Yeah,
1: it could be seen and And then again,
0: again, but here's the celebration. Let's just talk about (laughs) fondop loves it. Um, and then they're just the, the, the absolute kicker for, um, for 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 Oldham, and they'll they'll be they'll be sick about this because they've conceded two goals that they probably didn't deserve to concede, um, but you can't argue with an equaliser like that. It's
1: a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal finish, and yeah. I, I know the Oldham fans are gutted when that went in. It was that only right at the last gasp that went in as well.
0: Yeah, very and, very end, and it's. <sighs> Here's the important thing, and I think obviously we get quite a few olden fans listening. The The important thing is this. They didn't lose. They can they scored no, three points, goals. It's,
1: it's points picked up against yeah. a really good team.
0: A very good team. Like,
1: um, Newport aren't daft. No. They're a very well set up team, and picking up a point, away at Newport? It was away, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, away at Newport. Away yeah. at Newport is there's nothing to shake your head at, but I think they'll still find that it's they'll feel that it's points dropped
0: to to be honest looking at the highlights, it'd be hard to argue against that because you look at the first two goals they conceded like all all three of oldham's goals were were quality goals like they really were good goals um the first two they conceded were unlucky you, you know they, you got one that just takes a massive deflection no one's going to be able to do anything about that the keeper's blindsided at that stage mm-hmm. the other one the defender's done his job he's got the blocking it's just dropped and it, it, it happens Um they they will feel I think out of the two teams Oldham will be the most disappointed with that Um I feel like Newport will probably feel obviously they'll be a bit disappointed because they'll have expected to win it going in but I think looking back on the game they'll probably feel that they got lucky there
1: yeah, I mean, is sending off and has that impacted the position where um Bambula would have been if he was still on the pitch? I don't know what I don't know how they set up tactically after the sending off because I know he has a bit more of a forward player, but I mm-hmm. um, would he have been in more of that position to be able to pick up that player? Has left a, a player. Spare essentially that would have picked that up, so it's maybe had a knock on effect in that. So maybe they can feel a bit aggrieved with the whole red, a bit more aggrieved with the red card incident. That, yeah, I've seen them given as bookings, but equally, it's one of these ones we go, I've seen it given as a red. I'll talk more about bookings and red cards a wee bit later on as well.
0: Yeah, I think um, just just for me on that, that the only thing that I, I sort of look at with that is the way that he went in. I don't, I never understand players going in like that. I think if he'd gone inside on like you would expect in a slide tackle, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have got it. But it's the fact that he's gone in on his ass, feet in, like it. it Most just
1: feet in, isn't it? Yeah, and, and
0: that's this, that's this what's is going this is him.
1: where you go. I've I've seen them given,
0: yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's not great, but Oldham again, unbeaten under 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 Sheza. Um what comes next for Oldham? Let's segue on to that part there, Grant. Have you got anything you'd like to bring up regarding League Two this week whilst I'm here?
1: <sighs> League two. Well while you're here. You're here for a little while, I top. I hope you're not just gonna disappear on me. That'd be
0: that'd going that'd in. Be, a <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you just disappear. Disappearing off. It's late. It's late. We are recording it late to make sure we get this out for you guys tomorrow. Yes. Well, yeah, today, I mean it's not the only today. Today, today actually. yeah, today, yeah. So we actually get it out. Things that have happened in League Two. This is probably the biggest, isn't it? Other than Fondop scoring, Adams sacked. Yeah, He's, we. I mean, uh, we, we we do it, we do it just so people aren't confused. We filmed a bit with a Mansfields fan and we've got an interview there with him. There are comments made by me in that section that wouldn't make sense if I didn't say that was filmed on Monday. So just at least it was yeah. filmed on Monday. Um, yeah, Adam sacked. Um, what's your thoughts on it?
0: I feel like... I don't want to dwell too much on the on the the sacking side of things because I know when Chris is back next week, he's gonna have he's gonna want to have his say on it. And and I, I Chris I have a say that. on Adam's getting sacked. <laughs> I think <laughs> we know me, you've got an opinion on it, Chris. Yes, we do. Um, we've heard it. Um, the the thing with the Adam situation is, I look at it in two ways. I don't feel he was sacked for what happened on the pitch. I feel like he he went because of what happened off of it. Um, his interview on Saturday he, he didn't endear himself to the fans in in any way shape or form um, and the relationship had gone and you know it's not good it, it really isn't good. eight managers in four years. Um, you said when you came down to watch us earlier this season we're a team in transition and it just seems to be like a, a never-ending transition. I'm hoping that and I believe that whoever comes in, or I believe in the the owners and the you know the CEO to, to get the right person in. I did feel like it was Adams. I feel like if those interviews hadn't been given, we won't be having this conversation because I think he'd have been still in charge. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting one um, with what you say because you look on paper um, at Adams' record and a manager like him should should do well with a club like Bradford. He had the backing. I would say, looking at the team that's out, he has made most of the signings that have played in that team. Yeah. I am um, so people can't say he's not been backed. I am. Um, I think by the owners. i um, You can't. You can't argue with that. He's brought in the squad, but there's been something I think clearly going on, and it's just not sad right and he's not built that relationship with the fans at uh, all
0: yeah and I, and I think that that i i, th- I don't think he understood the challenge or i don't think he fully knew what he was getting into now that and I'm, I'm not slating the club on that in any way shape or form but what i mean is i think he personally underestimated the not just the size of the job but the expectation that comes with it because we do have an expectation as, as fans. And I think that for me going forward, you know, we're going to bring someone else in. They need time. You know, it may be someone I don't want to come in. It may be someone that the other fans, some other fans don't want to come in. They're not going to be able to please everyone, but whoever it is, we're going to have to get behind them because we can't keep doing this. And we need to give them that at 12 to 18 months that I mentioned last week. I think the sooner we as fans accept that we support a League Two football club, the easier this will become. And I get that fans want to see us in the Championship. I get that fans go, we're a big club, we should be in the Championship, but you're only as big as where you are. And for me, we're in League Two, We deserve to be in League Two. We've got a League Two team. We've got a at the minute we've got a League Two structure as a club that we're trying to improve upon and we're trying to get it better. And we've got Ryan Sparks and I've got all over in the world for Ryan Sparks when it comes to this football club because he knows what he's doing. He's gonna get it right. He's gonna find the right person. It's just it's gonna take some time. It's not gonna be the overnight fix that we all want. I'd love it to be. I'd love to be able to say, Do you know what, Grant? Adams has gone. Whoever takes over, that's it. We're going up this year. That
1: there's a young, a, almost a younger following that have seen more success in Bradford. And, and I don't say more recent years, but you look over the last kind of 15, 20 years and they've seen successes. They've seen that they've been in the Premier League. And you've got that age group that have watched players come through. So they've seen like your McCalls, your Windasses who've done well at the club. And they've gotten, got almost gotten used to being in the Premier League, in the Championship, and not known kind of previously the position, and then more recently kind of reverting back to that sort of those leagues again. And they want almost immediate success to jump up because you've got the stadium, you've got the facilities, you've got a large fan base. Is it more of an expectation thing?
0: Yeah, and you know, I don't necessarily... No, we're not. But but I think it's not necessarily about the fact that we have seen what we've seen over the last 20 years, because I'll be honest, mate, a lot of it's been absolutely horrific. You know, we we dropped out of the Championship 2004. We dropped out of League 1 into League 2 2007. Um, Aside from the Parkinson years with the Cup final and the promotion, there's not really been much to to, to shout about. It has been sort of backward steps, but I don't think it's anything to do with what they've seen at Bradford. I think that we brought in a new generation of fans when we lowered season ticket prices. Or when we you know, we we do have we have cheap season tickets and we're not gonna back I'm not gonna hide away from that fact. And I think that we do have a in fact I know we do because I've spoken to people. There's there's quite a few fans that do go to games now purely because it's cheap. And these fans, Monday to Friday, they don't support Bradford. And I'm not slating them, you know, we want people in the ground, we want people buying Shirts and stuff like that, but if if you're used to watching your Man Uniteds, your Chelsea's, your Liverpool's, your Man City's on the TV because that's your your actual team, and Bradford is your second team. We just need to get that. And I come back to what I said a minute ago. We need to realise it, it is League Two. And I think the expectation is because of what we see. You know, football's everywhere now. When I was growing up, it it was on, you saw a match at day on a on a yeah, Saturday yeah. night. You, you, yeah. it, it wasn't where it is now. It's literally, you go on social media, it's everywhere. You see all these things going on. You see teams playing phenomenal football, but we will League 2. We, we will get it. We will get it right at some stage. Um, but where do we go? And that's, that's cool. why. I mean, you know, there's
1: good... There's options there's options sitting here on the table obviously the interview with Sparks he said he wants to take his time he wants to find the right man for the job this yeah. for me indicates I don't think he's looking for a quick fix I think you're going to be looking potentially I don't know if you're going to be looking at a case of an interim until the end of the season consolidate then build into next year or if he's just looking at a longer gap to try and find to get the right man in Who are you looking at candidates-wise? The obvious ones that are sitting there, Steve Evans, Grant McCann, potentially Truman staying on his interim. Um, Who else have I seen kicking about? um, Jonathan Woodgate, Neil Warnock. What's your thoughts? (laughs) I've also seen the guy I'm looking at the odds here, Ralph Minge. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I saw that (laughs) earlier tonight, and I
1: was just like... Uh, I can't not say that. I had to look twice at that. Ralph Minge. if Minge. If Minge becomes the Bradford manager... (laughs) <laughs> Fourteen to one, is in
0: there?
1: I, I, I don't know what I'm not making a bet about Minge Um,
0: he uh, well, so looking at managers, it's to be fair, it's not a bad list. It isn't a, the the worst list in in the world in terms of managers that are available. I know I know right now, Steve Evans is is his favorite. Um, his odds have dropped massively now. Odds you can take them with a pinch of salt because all that means is by his odds dropping is that someone's lumped a load of money on it, which put money on it. Yeah, no one, no one, no one knows who's going to be the manager. Sparks, I said he's going to take his time, so it is purely down to fans just going, I think it's going to be Evans lumping money on it. Personally, I wouldn't be no, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be happy with that, but I, I can see there being some issues with that should that happen. But if it does, it does. Like I say, we've got to get behind or whatever it is. For me, you said it. You've said it. If Derek Adams left, it was Pete Wild, and
1: I think, yeah. I mean, yeah, I deliberately, I, I deliberately didn't say his name. I was gonna, I was gonna touch on him, but yeah. Uh,
0: for me, that's where that's where we've got to go. It, but it's not a case of just simply going. Okay, we want Pete Wild. Let's get Pete Wild because he might not want to come. We don't know his situation. We don't know what his, You know how. He might be completely content at Halifax and he doesn't want to rock that boat. He might not feel like he's for it.
1: He's in a steady, steady job at Halifax. They want to break into League 2, but we know there's so much money and so much competition in the National League. Mm -hmm. One automatic spot and playoffs. As long as they're getting into that position, I don't think he's in trouble with his job at Halifax. If Halifax sat in the National League and sat in the top, 10 top 8 he could happily see the rest of his managerial career out at Halifax I don't think the Halifax fans would be bothered about it as long as he don't go into the bottom half of the table would he want to leave that to move to Bradford would there be a lot more pressure on him a lot more expectation but I think he could deliver
0: I, I rate him so highly but it's down to him for that I think he could. Um, I think he could deliver. There's no doubt on that front. But I agree that there's a lot more pressure, and I think that that pressure, again, it, it, it's that's going to be the telling factor here. We we need somebody, and, and Sparks said it in his in his in his interview. Um, we need somebody who can shoulder that expectation, because that's where the the you know fans are going to get on your back if you're not. Putting in the results that they want to see, unfortunately, it is going to happen, and it happens a lot. But if you aren't putting in what they want to see, it's not necessarily about the results. I suppose, in a way, they they just want to see a Bradford a Bradford side that are willing to die for that team, are willing to die for each other. You, if if we if we see that, mm-hmm. that's 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 it. We've, we've we're halfway there. We can work on the rest. Um, I I honestly. Hand on heart, don't know who the manager is going to be. I'd like it to be Pete Wild. I, I, you know, I know Chris is going to say about McCann. Um, and I, you know, don't get me wrong, I would like it. I, I think McCann would be a great appointment. I don't He's think just McCann would be a, a terrible appointment at all. I think you think it would be great. But Obviously, a key <laughs> would he drop? Just one more you mentioned, Grant mm-hmm. Neil Warnock. Now. <sighs> I mentioned Neil Warnock to to, to you guys, and when we first obviously sacked Adams, Warnock's been on the radio since and has said he would not be against dropping to League Two. Now, for me, if the Bradford job is available in League Two, it's 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 the job, isn't it? That is the job. If you're a manager looking at League Two, that's the one you look at, and you go, "That's the challenge. That's the club that I feel could progress." To this level, and it all depends on, I suppose, what he's wanting. If he's wanting to come in, Neil Warnock's obviously, yeah, he's taken Sheffield United up in the Premier League quite a lot. He's done QPR, this, that, and the other. But once he's got them there, he's been about trying to keep them in the league and fighting at that lower end. Um, so he's always see. managed just below his level in the Championship, and then he's he is a lower league, a lower half Premier League manager. Um, it's
3: For me, how would he
0: rise like- to it?
1: For me, it's like, if you're a Premier League team now, go and, go and get in Alan Pardew or Steve Bruce coming in. Like We, we, we talked to Adrian later on, and I'm not going to spoil too much that. We talk about young, forward-thinking people in football. Mm-hmm. Do you really want someone like Warnock coming in? I I would say he is one of your old-school, almost-dragons. Of football, do you really want that coming in someone who's going to beat the shit out of the players and do it, or do you want someone forward thinking? I think you'd be looking at Warnock and he'd be in and out in a year.
0: I do, and, and I'm not thinking about Warnock as a, a long term fix. I'm, I'm thinking Warnock until the end of the season. Let's see what happens. But I think keep trying until the end of the season. It's yeah. Well, with yeah. I think the yeah we need to look at how things go. Um, I'm going to come on to the next five games in a minute because it's not looking good. But the um, the thing with Warnock is he has what I just mentioned. He has the shoulders for that expectation. He knows what he he's oh, managed consistently yeah. at a higher level. Um, he could get the fans back on side. I mean, if if we announce Neil Warnock, I don't think there'd be many fans in, you know, no. they, they may have the opinion that you've got where, you know, he's a bit old school, but that's a, to get Neil Warnock in lead, So that is a statement of intent. The shows that you are wanting to progress. You're wanting to do something. Um, I thought
1: that when we got Dave Jones in, <laughs> we, all know how, we all know how that finished with a Jeff Sterling rant on TV. Him eating a sausage sandwich mid interview and basically trying to take the club down. I'm, um, yeah, yeah, i punch him in the face. Um, yeah, we can leave that <laughs> in. Um, I would, have have in or... if, he ever, if he ever shows his face in Hartlepool ever again, I think he'll get what's coming to him. I don't think he ever will. No, um, so your next five games,
0: next five games. So, Oldham on Saturday for, for me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest and you're going to go, we should smash Oldham. Now, I'm not saying we will, but I'm saying, and I know that Oldham are unbeaten in the last four games, but I think every single team that's come up against them in their last four games has to have gone into those games thinking, we are going to pump these. They have to have. If you've not, if you're going up against yeah. a team that have spent the most of the season at the bottom of the league, and you're not expecting to win, there's a problem. We should be expecting to win on Saturday. Will we win? I, I think we've got it. We've we've got what it takes, but we've got to we've got to bring it Saturday because they're up for it.
1: If you asked me on Monday, I would have said Oldham would have beat you. i um, and up would have stuck the the, the final knife. <laughs> into Adams. I've um, <laughs> gone full circle. Oh, I um, but do you know what? You see now, since Adams isn't there, I think it'll be a much closer game and I'm unsure what the result would be. It's at Oldham though. Um, yeah. And
0: I think the Oldham fans will be right up for it. Oh, they will. They've sold an extra 2,000 home tickets. Oh, we,
1: know, we, know, yeah. we know they're up for it. We speak to Oldham fans daily. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. And we know they're up for this game, so... Yeah. Yeah, it'll be but, interesting to see. They've got, the, they've got the big man up front who's put goals away. Can he continue that form? We'll see.
0: I think, do you know what? I'm quite glad he got his goal on Saturday because if, he get, if he'd have got his first goal for Oldham against us, we, what would have been his third game and I'd have lost the bet in person? Um,
1: You need to get a picture with him.
0: Oh, mate, 100%. All over it. Don't worry. Um, yes. So with... Just a thing on, Truman's obviously coming as interim, he's he's, he's, he's caretaker until so we, we sort something out, but last season, that happened as well, McCall when Truman and Sellers came in, Truman was the manager, Sellers was sort of, they were, they were put as joint managers, but it was, it was Truman. Um, we went 13 games with only one loss under them.
3: He's What's going to happen? He's, he's not, not an, an he's not an
0: idiot. He's not an idiot. Um, He's not an idiot. And, and the thing is, he loves the club. He loves the club. He's, he's come from the youth. He's, he's worked with the youth and he's worked his way up. He does like to give the youth a try as well. Yeah.
1: So, See, looking, at, looking after that with the Olden game, the games just get progressively harder. Well, I don't think progressively. You get a big middle game. But the, the, after that, they're, they're still not easy. You've got Harrogate after that.
0: Yeah. Which we I lost 2 lost. Lost 0 to him last week.
1: Yeah, you're at home though. Yeah. I think there's potential to take points from Harrogate. They're all they're always is, but Harrogate are always up for. They're always up for a game. We've never beaten them either. You have never beaten Harrogate.
0: Yeah, so
1: ever tough one, <laughs> tough one. Mansfield.
0: <sighs> we talk enough about Mansfield when Adrian gets on in a minute. So let's uh, yeah,
1: scratch that. Swindon.
0: <laughs> Swindon. I mean, turned them over three-one earlier this season. Um, at Swindon, uh, granted, you know things have changed. Their forms changed. Our form has well, I wouldn't say our form's changed. It sort of stayed the same. It's been quite inconsistent, really. Um, I, I think we can take points against Swindon, but
1: champions elect. Forest Green. Forest Green. Break um, right the game off.
0: No. No, we've, we we drew against them earlier this season. Um I think that's got to be in the players' minds. I, I would be I would you have got to go into every game trying to win it, but I think we can take a draw. Um, you weren't
1: impressed with them. You weren't impressed with them when you spoke at all. First season, but... at all the season,
2: but
0: and it, but what they've done's worked. Um yeah, what I've is spoken working. to I've spoken to a lot of um Forest Green fans since sorry, not Forest Green fans, other fans from other clubs since and they have the same opinion as me. So it wasn't just like a one-off thing. It was, unfortunately, that was the way they set up this season. Fair play to him, Can't knock it. Um, but enough Bradford. They're gone. Gone. Well, they're not. They're not. They're in here. They'll always be in here. Um But managers, Grant.
1: Managers. well, Managers. We would have mentioned them potentially in the Bradford thing. It was he
0: was odds favorite it was odds on favorite when uh, But we are
1: not Adam because yeah. shock shock horror horror he's the Walsall manager Flynn Michael Flynn
0: uh yeah Michael Flynn I, now Walsall manager I'm
1: going to um, I'm going to hold my hands up here I I did not see that coming at all I was on the League Two Facebook page, and there's a couple of Walsall fans that were saying Flynn, and I went, "If you think you are getting Flynn as manager, you are having a laugh. <laughs> you're going to get someone in like Richard Money, who's just going to come along, and you are still going to struggle."
0: Did you want to wish you your apology now, or? <laughs> yeah, I'll apologise now <laughs> for that. Um, yeah. I'm that eating, that.
1: My, eating my words currently, and what an appointment for Walsall.
0: Man. Incredible, like, ah. absolutely incredible, and I think their the chances of survival of of just uh, before I think I said last week, I think it was Walsall we were talking about, where I said that their their chances of survival don't hinge on them; they hinge on the other teams around them being worse. Um, yeah, but I think this see I think now with Flynn. I don't see them having a problem. I think they'll 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 put a run together, will get himself out of that danger. Um, but my thing, and I'll I'll ask you this, Grant, because you've asked me some questions, so I'm going to let you do some talking on this. Flynn, yeah, his aim this season's got a bit of keep him up. That's fine. What's your aim next season if you're Michael Flynn for Walsall?
1: <sighs> it's a tough one. It depends for me what he's getting in. I'm a lot of the Walsall fans. Are dubious about the what's going on in the background. I mentioned them last week. Their technical director Fullerton, um, or director of football. I don't know exactly what his title yeah, is. And he's a director of football. They don't, yeah. they don't have faith in him and what he can bring in. They even went to say they don't have faith in what manager he can bring in. Um, whether this is a masterstroke from him bringing in Flynn to bring the fans back on side. Flynn's got a wealth of contacts. Mm. He's had great FA Cup runs. Yeah. Famously, it was Newport, wasn't it? Yeah. Newport, yeah. He, just, he took them through. He's, he's, was it Padraig Amund scoring against Tottenham? Um,
3: yeah,
1: he's he's got so many contacts in football to bring through that are they going to want to try and build a team to try and push for playoffs next season? I think if you're Flynn, you have to.
0: Yeah, I, I think Michael Flynn would be disappointed to not be pushing for playoffs next season. Yeah, um, I, I, I really think he will. Um, the, the thing he's with him is, big, big is a big manager. He is a big manager, which for someone who's so young in his managerial career is that's 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 a testament to him, isn't it? Look at what he's 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 gone from. I mean, he, he was playing for us; we had him um, playing for ourselves, and then you know. Obviously he left. He went to he went to Newport, I think, after he left us, and he retired there. And yeah, um, he did phenomenal. Newport fans loved him. They hound, as far as I'm aware, I think they hounded him out in the end. Um, things. Yeah, that, was the
1: same, that was the same. I'm, I'm sorry to bring him up again. See with Adams at Plymouth, he was kind of hounded out as well at the yeah. end, wasn't he?
0: It um, always happens. It ends. Every every manager. Look at Arsene Wenger.
1: Yep, it's, the only, it's the only job in football, isn't it, where you can get sacked for being crap and then get appointed in another job <laughs>
0: yeah, a month or two right. later
1: to, to a club that's either bigger or in the same sort of league. But Yeah.
0: yeah. But first game a great
1: record. Any club in the football league, if you, were, if, if you were in League One or Two and you said, Michael Flynn, you wouldn't turn your nose up at it
0: no he he's, he's untainted at the minute as a manager mm-hmm. he's not had that he's not had that bad time as a manager really um i think it just and and that probably will come at some stage every manager goes through that run but at the minute he is a, a hot prospect when it comes to being a manager mm-hmm. you know you want someone like michael Flynn. In, but first game of the for, for him as 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 Walsall manager is away at forest green this weekend it does not get bigger than that for him um i think he will go all out to beat forest green to put for a statement i mean he he has to to. he has to he has to but i think he can do it i would i wouldn't be surprised to see this be the game that forest green dropped points we said they weren't going to drop points and we didn't think they would but this for me is the one where they could lose
1: the new manager feel the new manager Mm -hmm. factor
0: are they going to set up
1: much different as he had time to get his training involved in it? I'm. Um, he does, he know the team well enough to change things. Yeah. Um, I think there'll be a few changes here and there, and it'll be more the kind of behaviours that he wants instilled in the club that you'll see that will maybe drive them on. The players will be probably a bit, yeah, a bit more galvanised to the new managerial feel. i um, Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be tough because Forest Green haven't lost since... When is the last losing league? I'm just looking back just now.
0: It's pretty, I think it's been a while.
1: Was it, was it just Swindon? While... They lost 2-0. was the last time they lost in the league. When was Which that? Was back in... I'm just scrolling back. Off. Well, well, oh, well while you scroll... 9th of October, 21. Wow. I didn't realise it was last that long. Time, was the last time they lost and that was 2-0 to Swindon.
0: The thing for At the players... At Forest Green. Well, the thing for the players under Flynn is that they now are playing for their contracts because he's going to have a clear out in the summer and he's going to want to bring his own guys in and he's going to want to put his own mark on the team. So these players now are playing for a contract. They're playing to stay at that club. They'll want to stay at that club because Walsall are not a bottom half League Two side. They're, They're not. They shouldn't be there and it's amazing that they are, but... I mean, we'll see. We'll talk next week when Chris is back, and we'll find out what's gone on. We could be, you know, we could be going. Jesus, Forest Green put six past the weekend. <laughs> Flynn's got a job on. Um, but I think now what we need to do is there's no, expe- there's no expectations on them though.
1: That's nope. the that's the big thing. If they lose, no, they're not expect they're not expected to win. If they win, we've got something to talk about next week.
0: We've got a lot to talk about next week because Chris is gonna. It's just gonna be an hour of Chris just ranting about Derek Adams next week. We're gonna get it, let him get it all off his chest. Please um,
1: listen next week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a bleep soundboard button. Just bleep,
1: bleep. What we'll, bleep. what we'll do, we'll, what we'll do is we'll put like a a bit in and see. we'll edit it right. So we'll let him talk about Bradford and and Adams. We'll note the time when that happens. We'll edit you and before going, you can skip to X, so people can just skip it if they want. <laughs>
0: yeah, guys, let us know if you want to see that, if that's what you want as an option. We'll put timestamps of what discussions went on. <laughs> um, but let's get Adrian in because, guys, as Grant said, this interview with uh, Adrian Mansfield fan, Adrian Keita, um, he, he joined us on Monday. We recorded it early. And um, we were gonna record the whole podcast early on uh, earlier this week because we we knew Chris was going away but we were just a bit unsure as to the the Adams situation we, we kind of didn't know whether we should expect an announcement so we held off thankfully we did because we'd have missed it and um so yeah Adrian's joining us now and uh, Adrian, come on down. I say that like he's here, but he's not. Right, guys. See in a couple of minutes. Uh, we've got Adrian with us, Adrian Keita, and I've just checked I pronounced it right. Um, Adrian is here tonight as a, as a Mansfield fan, which, aside from Forest Green, I'd probably say the happiest fans in the league right now. Don't know if anyone wants to disagree with me. So, Adrian, I'm gonna let you tell us how how long you've been a Mansfield fan and and go off. Tell us what what's gone on this season. Why is this season or why has this last sort of 14, 15 games been different to the rest of it
2: well i've been a mansfield fan since i want to say about the age of 10 so 2011 roughly when we were in non-league um so it's been so a couple of years a couple of years so i want to say 10 or 11 years as a mansfield fan um i've experienced one promotion could be two this season you never know if we continue to run a form that we're in um but yeah it's, it's been it's been a strange season because the last two seasons have been very up and down um the last two seasons have seen us finishing the bottom half of the table which as a as a league 2 fan you wouldn't necessarily see us finishing there we've been we've been near near and the promotions for a couple of times now and then those last two the past two seasons have been a bit a bit rubbish so this season we were we were bo- near the bottom of the league second bottom of the league um after 14 games but the last 14, 15 games have seen us seen us shot up right of the league. I think we're fifth or sixth, sixth potentially because of the games that were played uh, on Saturday. We drew nil nil against Bristol Rovers, which I mean you will take a point any day of the week. But yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind really. Uh, it's been it's I mean I've got a smile on my face currently because I'm happy with what's happening at the club. Um, especially the signing of Matty Longstaff on loan from Newcastle United. I mean, you saw that and you were just felt there like there's we are pushing for promotion. There's there's no ifs and buts about it. We are pushing. Um but yeah, the signings that, that we made in January were amazing. And yeah, I think I think it onwards and upwards, I think long may this continue. Long may this run of form continue because it's it's twelve games unbeaten now in the league, which I mean it's it's wow, it's it's very good. But yeah, I'm am over the moon with with the current form and how we're going.
0: I mean, yeah, six six in the league, um 14-1, 8 lost, and obviously like you said, what is it, 12? You've not you've not lost him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's mad. That is I mean, just for any, obviously anyone watching, you didn't see when he came into the chat and I was like, how, how's it going? And he went. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's like, can you imagine being twelve games unbeaten in League Two? Like I'm Bradford fans and Hartlepool. Grant, can you imagine as a Hartlepool fan being twelve games unbeaten and just being like, yeah, yeah. It is what I mean, it
1: is. not in not in this league, not in this no. league. I think, well, when we were a few seasons ago, a good few seasons ago, I think we went in a twenty-three game unbeaten run in the league, and our, our fans were all just chatting. We are unbeatable every single week. Like,
0: and then we lost. Then lost. Think,
1: yeah, then we lost. Every 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 unbeaten streak has to come to an end. Unfortunately, Hope, yeah. hopefully um, Mansfield soon enough. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I think I think for us especially, Chris, because I mean we've we've got three very big games coming up, and the, the third game is Mansfield. And you know, we've we've been given. I mean, looks like regardless, they were going
3: to bring the most fans that we've had this season. Um, we've given them another <laughs> thousand.
1: Yeah, I've seen that.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me with the form. Um, you know, I, it's interesting you mentioned about, obviously, like you were near the bottom of the league. I was, I was listening to um, an interview with Nigel Clough. Now, I'm I'm a big Nigel Clough fan. I'm really glad that you didn't sack him. Uh, I think at that level, uh, for League Two, I think he's a fantastic manager. And he was just going on about how a lot of play there was a lot of injuries at the beginning of the season. There was a lot of COVID. Um, but... Now you've got the players back, and like you mentioned, you've got Marty Longstaff. I mean, I think anyone, anyone, anywhere uh, who supports any team in well in British football would probably went, "Wow, that is some signing." So you guys must be really, really chuffed with that.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it came as a shock, really. I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. You was you was hearing a few speculations of of top. Um, journalists saying that Matty Longstaff potentially could be coming to Mansfield town. And then it happens that I think it was a couple of minutes past midnight on deadline day. Well it was past the deadline. But yeah, it happened. It dropped and you were thinking, okay, what's happening? How have we how have we managed this? How have we pulled this off? And then and then we pull off Jamie Murphy from Hibernian as well. And you're yeah, thinking that, was that a great signing by the way that you're was, thinking that- you're thinking as well. You're thinking he he banged in goals for, for Nigel Clough at Burton Albion. He was on loan. He scored, I think it was ten goals in twelve games in that loan period before um COVID happened. And you're thinking, right, we're getting we've got a goal scoring striker alongside the likes of Rizotes, who's amazing. Uh, Jordan Barry, who's hit hit form now. Um yeah, I think I think the squad's come together really well, like you said. We had injuries and COVID issues and suspension to Stephen, uh, six game suspension to Stephen Quinn didn't help. Um, But yeah, it's it's really come together and the squad couldn't be any stronger. I don't think Um, it's it's all the players are starting to hit form. Maybe it didn't show against Bristol Rovers. I think there was a couple of tired legs in in the squad um, because we played on Tuesday night against Colchester. Um, But yeah. Everything's everything's going smoothly at the moment, and Nigel Clough's seeming to put a team together, but a confident and a, and the togetherness is is there. It's really there.
0: So, so what? I mean, Longstaff, how, 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 and why Mansfield? Like, do you think do you think that it's purely down to Clough? Do you think if Clough's not there, that deal doesn't happen? Do you think it's it's the name that he's gone for? Obviously, it's it's not necessarily Nigel Club, but it's, it's it's you know it's where he comes from, it's his background. And do you think that that's what is key here? I mean, why why Mansfield? Has he got any affiliation to you before?
2: Well, one one thing is, of course, Nigel Club, the, the big name, um, probably one of the biggest names in 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 football, um, especially with his father and his managerial career speaks for itself as well. Um, but one thing that um, Nigel Clough mentioned was the good link with David Sharp. David Sharp is our CEO and he's got very good connections with uh, Matty Longstaff's agent. So I think that that helped um, some way. But Nigel Clough, without a shadow of a doubt, I think was, was the main attraction. And plus, we, we're unbeaten in 11. It's 11 games, not 12. It's 11 games that we're unbeaten. But still, it's... It's relegation it, form, then. It's relegation it's, form. It's right? still... <laughs> It's still that it's still that upward trajectory where it we're, we're unbeaten and we're winning. I know we've drawn two games recently, but it's unbe- it's that unbeaten flow. And I think that's the, the Nigel Clough pull and the unbeaten run and the kind of moving up a league is kind of what pulled Matty Longstaff to Mansfield. I think. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the only thing that's right now possibly stopping
1: you is getting into. The auto spot is the form that Exeter are on as well. Are you playing Exeter yeah. anytime soon? If he's already played them twice, because that'd be some game to have coming up soon. We play uh,
2: Exeter on Friday the fourth. Uh, we play them at home, so I think that will be the, the clash of the clash. I know we've got uh, Newport coming up this weekend. Uh, we've got uh, a double header by the, the week after. Yeah, a bye of a week after against against Bradford, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's like that's going to be I think the the most the majority of fans will be going to that Bradford game because it's close and um, we've sold we've sold plenty of tickets and we've got more, um, but yeah, it's 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 going to be tasty to see. But we've got Newport coming up, Tranmere also not long in the distant future, I believe. I think we're playing with April alongside Forest Green twice because. Um, the away game got cancelled because of uh, a fo- uh, the fog. The weather wasn't was like great four, on that five, evening. It? Yeah,
0: it was. Like yeah, four, it, it, was
2: four, it was. It was four minutes in. Uh, the ref. Well, it was. It was delayed for fifteen. Then they played four. Then it got delayed for another fifteen, and then they called it off. Um, so we play them one, uh, once away, once at home. Um, I think once in April and once in May, but. Yeah, we've we've still got some of the some of the top teams to play. So, I mean, it's it's not going to be easy. I think these these tests against the top the top teams, like you, like your Northamptons, your Tranmere, your Forest Greens, are, are what are going to uh, what are going to settle the season? Um, because you can get all your all the points you want uh, against the lowly clubs, but you've still got to perform against the top teams. So, yeah, the. the the game against Exeter is probably one one to look out for uh, when they come to the One Call Stadium. But yeah, when when that comes around, um, it'll be a tough test without a shadow of a doubt. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well, alongside the rest of the games this season. Do you see well, bringing someone in like Jamie Murphy to get goals because that is something
1: that you have been lacking? I, I'm going to say that if there's one thing he's been as a key key goal scorer this season. Looking at you've got uh, Bowery in, you've got Oates both sitting on six on it for the season. I am both definitely capable of still putting in the goals I get the ball in the net. I know, no, I know, Resorts really well from being at Hartlepool the season before that left a sour patch for me. Him leaving to you guys. I um, you're yeah, never happy
0: when anyone I'm,
1: leaves your club. I'm never happy when anyone leaves, especially someone as good as i Oh, my, um, Fondop. Mike up. Geez, um, but yeah, I think that's one of the
2: key things about bringing Murphy in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, he he showed it against Colchester, um, the the speed and the tr- trickery that he has in his repertoire. I mean, we haven't seen the the potential goal scoring uh, ability to, abilities of Jamie Murphy, but it's going to take time. It's it's a lone spell that's, that's going to last a couple of months, and it's it is it's not going to click straight away. Um, but like, with that being said, we have got Research Oates who's sitting on six for the season. Jordan Barry is sitting on six. Lucas Aikens has also signed. Danny Johnson is on the bench. We've got plenty of goal-scoring strikers. It's just getting the right mix at the right time, and um, because with 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 Oates and with Barry, they're they're a capable duo. But if there's another third person added in, then it could disrupt it a little bit but it may not do that it may it may actually help them uh, in a sense but like i said um you see the goal scoring output of jamie murphy and you think goals 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 um so i think give him a couple of games and i think he'll be getting a couple of goals um sometime very soon the exciting thing with resource i find he's capable of sitting
1: in that hole between the midfield and the strikers because he's got that ability we've seen it last week the goal that he scored to just run that's one thing I've always said about him. The lad runs and runs and runs, and his commitment is second to none. Um, and I'll find he'll start the game, and but he'll be flat on his arse by like the 75th minute because he just runs so much. And I think he, he'd be good to fit in behind, maybe a front two and fit in between that hole to maybe work well in your system.
2: Well, he plays uh, against Colchester when obviously he scored that amazing, amazing goal. Um he's he started up front with Jordan Barry and it was Jamie Murphy, in fact, who played as a number 10. Um, but sometimes obviously it was more of a Jordan Bowery on the right, Jamie Murphy on the left, and then Resort's through the middle. Um, mm. but I mean it's our system is very, very adaptable. Um we play a diamond, so the midfield is essentially set. Um, but the front two, front three. Are very adaptable players. Jordan Barry can play essentially anywhere. He's been trialed by Nigel Clough everywhere. I think he's played everywhere apart from goalkeeper and a few midfield uh, midfield um, spots. Um, alongside, also that uh, applies to Lucas Aikens as well. We've got a lot of um, versatile players in our squad, which um, which makes our squad tick every single box uh, essentially. So. It wouldn't sure surprise so. me if I wouldn't surprise me if Nigel Clough did vary the system a little bit and play outs as a centre attacking midfielder, maybe, but yeah, it's it, it's tricky to, to think what Nigel Clough does. I put all my faith in Nigel Clough. Um it's it goes without goes without saying he's he's worked wonders this season. So whatever he does, I'll back and whatever he does not do, I'll back as well. It's it's not a bad every- problem to have, is it? No, it's not. It's not. The versatility is amazing. Um, the squad is second to none. It's very, very good. So I'm happy with how the system's playing at the moment. I wouldn't break anything. I'll keep it as it is. Like if if there needs to be a cha- changes for if there needs to be changes for um, obviously players resting, then that's fair enough. But with a with a squad at the moment, keep it as it is. Don't don't change it. It's it's working fine.
3: It's interesting you say that because uh, obviously you're talking about the off field, uh, the on field, but I'm interested to talk about really about the off field as well because obviously when the Radfords came in, there was a lot of uh, press attention about them both and they were very much in the the press eye that you know they were coming out with you know with quite a lot. I mean I don't think they necessarily said anything wrong. I think it was just the fact that you know they were they were coming out quite a lot. But obviously I, I mean obviously for myself I think a very, very shrewd signing was bringing in David Sharp, which you mentioned about, uh, did a fantastic job at Wigan. Um, Dave Whelan's grandson. um, How old is he? 30. I think he's 30, 31. And I I think that when he came in, there was, again, a lot of, you know, eyes were shown. So he's he's basically what's going on. Is David Sharp just taking over and while the Radfords kind of sit at the background, is that what's going on at the moment? Well, first first of all, I believe he's he came into the
2: club as a director of football. Um, but then obviously since then Carolyn Radford's kind of jumped into um working alongside John Radford as a chairwoman. So those two are kind of behind the scenes and working working elsewhere. Um so I think David Sharp's current role is kind of working on working on the team and working on the club um as their kind of backstage. But I think he's done more of a capable job, I think especially with the signings. Like, you can't doubt the signings that he's made, the, the pull of Matty Longstaff, Jamie Murphy, Lucas Akins, John Joe O'Toole signing on a permanent basis. Mm. Um, I think it's... It, I think the current state of the club, with the Radfords in the background, I think has to go down to him. I think he's done fantastically whilst the Radfords are away. Uh, obviously, the Radfords are going to be there to help him. But he runs... I think he runs the day running at the moment whilst they're away in Portugal and doing their own thing. So I mean, it's amazing to see that he's stepped up as a CEO, kind of delivered everything that Nigel needs. And yeah, it's 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 tremendous because like he was he was once the you I think he's I think he might still hold the record of being the youngest uh chairman. Uh, in the football league, he, it might be it might be taken away by someone else, but yeah, he was once the youngest chairman in in, the, in a f- uh, to run a football league club. So I think he's got the expertise and the knowledge. Um, currently, uh, he's been in the game for quite a while now. He's been in and around the game for pretty much the whole of his life. So yeah, like I said, I'll put my faith in faith in David Sharp. I will put my faith in Nigel Clough because they're they're doing. They're doing the club justice, they're bringing a community together, they're bringing a town together, and it's and it's fantastic to see.
0: Just as a point, um, David Sharp, yes, was the youngest CEO in football. He yep. isn't anymore. Uh, Chris, do you know who? who <laughs> I, and I've got the, the headline, I'm going to blank out the name, but it says, usurped Mansfield's David Sharp as the youngest CEO in the game. You
1: can't ask me that because I'm... Um... Looking at the exact same thing that you
3: are. <laughs> um, Chris, any guesses? Oh, could it be Ryan Sparks by any chance? It's Ryan Sparks at Bradford. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Sparks. Um, there's somebody else as well. I'm sure there's somebody. I, else
1: I'm there. looking younger than this. I'm looking. Yeah, at
3: I think Lewis
1: Dreyfus. That's He's 23 year old takeover
3: of Sunderland. That's the one. Yes, and it seems to be. um Get out with you yeah <laughs> i'm just following who i'm just following who usurped david sharp I'm just reading it but we're getting to this point now where it's it, it it's not as unfamiliar as it was it was usually you know your chief executive was some 40 50 60 year old guy and I, I quite like the fact that you know you're getting these younger ceos coming in and they've got their new fresh ideas uh very pragmatic with that and obviously david sharp Proves that um, Ryan Sparks, I still think, is doing a fantastic job at Bradford, and uh, it'd be interesting to see what Dreyfus does.
0: Just to a point, Dreyfus is is, is is the owner, isn't there? So it, 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 we're talking COO, CEO, and that's Steve Davison. So I'm sticking with Ryan Sparks. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Davison is. I don't know, but he's but he's not, but he's not young and Ryan Sparks. Um, but it's so, it's good to see younger
1: people like that coming into coming into football because a lot of people they see the older folk coming in and they go, "This is the old dragon in charge with their old school ideas." I do think it is refreshing to see something like that coming into a club.
0: It's also disheartening, Grant, when you're 33 years old and see a football CEO younger than yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's not great, is it? So what we what we do, when we started doing this last week, um, Adrian, so we, we've been looking at, we looked at the bottom half of the league and we looked at the next five games for them and we tried to predict what we think was going to happen. I actually think we're one game in and I think I'm, I was wrong on my predictions, but we're going to check that as well. Um, your next five games, I'm going to read them to you and I want... An honest opinion. How many points do you think you can pick up from this 15? Okay. First of all, Newport County away this Saturday. It's 6th versus 7th. Tough game. What do you think? It's Very tough game. Depends,
3: it
2: depends what what form Dom Telford is on, uh, the top scorer in League 2. depends how hungry he is. Um, right. But... I'm going to be confident. I, I, I'd go for a win. I, I'd go for a win because I think the momentum keeps on going. I mean, it's for Rodney parade is always a tough place to go. Um, I've got bad memories of that place. Um, I've got bad memories of that club, uh, as a matter of fact, from the 2019 season where they beat us in the playoff semifinals. Um, but no, I'd be confident. A win. Three points from there. So, we've got three points there. The next game, you've got Bradford. The game after that, we've got Exeter
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've got Bradford at Valley Parade, the game after. Um, I mean, here's the thing. It's... it's and Chris, I know you you look at me sometimes and you think that I'm optimistic. We are the type of club... Think. I don't think... no, 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 no. I am very optimistic, but we are the type of club to... Lose to Oldham this weekend and end Mansfield. Yeah. we are. And we are just. It's insane. And also
3: remember and do the double as well. That would be the yeah. case. Um, yeah. Then no. Uh, well, but yeah. So
0: so so Bradford, you you know, there's gonna be it's gonna be a big attendance. It's gonna be our biggest away attendance of the season. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. first game of the season.
3: I don't. Blame um, you, but
0: how do you kick someone from the podcast how do you kick <laughs> um biggest away crowd of the season we're opening the TL Dallas stand for the first time this season we hadn't needed to um unfortunately no no club's been big enough to to need it grant um but for you uh, bradford
2: it's so it, like i say it's i believe it was 2-0 last season when we played you at Belly parade and it was and it was kind of a scrappy game Andy Cook came to bite us um, in the home game. It'll be tough, but sometimes um, I, I, think it, I think a draw would be nice from from Valley Parade. I know Gra- Grant will want three points from there, but I, I don't. I don't think so. I think I think generally I think it'll be a draw. I think
3: it'll we be. It'll, I more. think
2: it'll be a more. I think it'll be a more tight game than a Newport game. I think. I think you guys won't won't want to you won't want you you'll want to do the double over us. Um and I think that that's what will drive you on. Um so I think a draw from from Bra- from a Brad- Bradford game will will probably be you,
3: like
1: I'll tell you the thing that'll spur them on, they will have sacked their manager by then. <sighs> <laughs>
2: we'll, t- well yeah. Well if they've sat their manager then three points. <laughs> Exeter, Exeter at home. Yeah, next. <laughs> so many tough games.
3: So lose my job.
2: <laughs> Derek Adams is losing his job. Um, but now no. um, our home form's been spot on. Nine consecutive league victories at home. I'll go with a win. I don't think that. I don't think that's that run is coming to an end. I think we are beating Exeter. Quite comfortably, to be fair. I think we'll beat them comfortably. Um Yes, it's, 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 big, it's big words coming from me, but I generally do think that our home record and our current record, pending the Newport and the Bradford results, I think our record's been spot on and I don't think that they will beat us. I think we'll, we'll beat them.
0: So we will win. Seven from nine so far. Seven from nine. Then... Tranmere oh, away, sorry, Tranmere got away.
3: Quite a run, haven't you? It's, um, it's,
0: yeah. Win. A,
2: a win. Not even. No. Not even. No explanation. Just a win. Right. Did you, did you see? Did you see what happened? What? What, uh, what? happened with them against Forest Green?
3: I mean, Forest yeah. Green, are
2: top of the league.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: it was bad. they in. They're in form like we are. Tranmere, I don't think. They're up, They're obviously flying, flying as well in the league, but they're not on the form that Forest Green, Exeter, no, and not. Mansfield are on. So a win, no, a win? I, I, yeah, I, I, we'll I'd go for to... a win. We'll go
1: for a win. Confident. Quite happy to be playing them tomorrow or Tuesday or have played them, depending on when this goes out. <laughs> yes, this is, this is the world of,
0: of
2: magic It's <laughs> A
1: <chemicals. laughs> um, world of uncertainty. Then,
0: yeah. Well, then the, the fifth game, and again. Not an easy game. Port Vale currently sat ninth in the league. Um, ninth in the league with three games in hand on most teams above them. Um, you know, Port Port Vale have got a game in hand on yourself. They win that, the two points behind you. Last game, fifth game. What do you think? You've gone for what we've gone for at the minute. We've gone for thirteen from.
2: No, we've gone from
0: uh, gone for ten from twelve at the minute.
2: Well, I mean. If we if we're basing it on what happened last season at Bell oh, Park right. and we turned for May the maybe three now, you're going for
0: thirteen out of fifteen points. Do you, yeah, do you know what? i looking at it. it's quite hard to argue. I'm so happy that the one game he's dropping points at is <laughs> Bradford. I'll no. take it.
1: i you take not just
0: in it to save face. <laughs> no,
1: no, yeah, if if, if, you,
2: if you've if you've sacked Derek Adams, then three points from there. I'd be. You know what? I'd personally thinking I'll be happy with at least ten out of fifteen. That's that's me. That's me thinking thinking with my head, with my heart. Thirteen out of fifteen, I think is is doable. But I'll be happy with ten. I'll be happy with at least ten.
1: Especially if you've got four, four, te- four of those teams are top ten teams.
2: Exactly. I mean, I I want to get those games done as soon as possible. As soon as we get uh, we we end the games against Tranmere, Port Vale, Exeter, we can focus on. Like I said, I I know we've got to focus on teams in the in the top half, and we've got to get results against them. But as soon as we've got results against them, it's all about um getting the getting the wins and getting the draws and getting the results against the bottom of the half teams because. If you're not if you're performing against the top half teams and you're not performing against the bottom off teams, then something something has to be questioned. But but yeah, i will be I'll be confident with those five games, especially but there's only one home game in there and our away record's been a bit ropey at times. So yeah. do you see yourselves going up automatic this year? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I've if you went for those games not. why not yeah, why not yeah why not why not are we like yeah I'm, well, I'm, i mean just, i'm more just than so happy you know, i rather i rather go up automatically than in the playoffs stress we,
0: Oh, i don't know, know the playoffs is good the playoffs is good we, we know what happened in I the
2: 2018-19 season when yeah, we got to the playoffs right. i think this bunch this squad this management staff Everyone around the club knows that this this squad and this club is going places. It's just to to just back Nigel Clough week in, week out, because we know what happened when we were when we weren't winning and we lost and we were winless in 15 games, everybody got on his back and and he kind of rode that storm and, and look where we are now. Um I was one of them. I was one of them people. I was quite sceptical when we were we were not winning in 15 games. I was thinking, right, is is Nigel Clough's management style good enough for for League Two? But it's 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 turned around. It's turned around. I'm I'm happy to see that he's he's kind of bought the system, bought the diamond back because at, at times he, he he experimented with his with his formations and they weren't working. But now. The squad's Um, flying, the team's confident. Why not? Automatics uh, are a possibility or a huge possibility.
0: Interesting. Um, Well, look, we're going to wrap it up this part now. Um, So, guys, I want to say thanks to Adrian for coming on. Have you guys got anything else you want to add?
3: I'm just going to say, I'm going to put it out here. As I keep banging on every week, Mansfield are going up automatically.
0: I think you'll lose once this season between now and the end. That's really, that's
2: next really, Saturday. That's oh. next
0: Saturday an Andy oh. Cook hat
2: trick. Don't, don't. That man haunts me. The Cookie Monster haunts me. Let, let's not,
0: let's not. Good, good, good. Adrian, thank you for coming on. Um, it's yeah, we'll. Uh, so, right, guys, uh, that was Adrian. Um, Adrian, thank you very much for coming on. I, I, I really enjoyed having Adrian on. I think we've been really lucky with the, the fans that we've had in that they've they've all been. Really open to just talking about anything to do with their clubs, and Adrian, his knowledge of Mansfield is frightening.
1: <laughs> oh, it's 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 mad. <laughs> do you know what? It's not just his knowledge of Mansfield; it's his knowledge of. He's every time he mentions a club, he talks about this the stadium name. He's got a right insightful knowledge in in the league mm. in general. Obviously, he's involved in media, yeah. um, so that that's a big it's a big part. Um, for him no thank you very thank you very much for coming on Adrian yeah, we do look yeah, forward guys, to catching up with you
0: yeah we'll be meeting him at the uh, the Bradford Mansfield game um, he, unless we get pumped in which case we'll never be speaking to Adrian ever again um, but guys give him a follow uh, he's on Twitter Grant will um, until they play Hartlepool and then uh, we'll see but let's talk about Hartlepool Grant Let's let's touch it I've mentioned him we might as well do it now three unbeaten now three in a row, and I'm celebrating because we are no longer the statistic of the season for you guys. We are no longer the one away game you have won.
1: Yeah, well, it's not just three. It's not just three unbeaten. It's three wins on the bounce that we've had. Three wins on the bounce. So it's yeah. three wins in the bounce, and then you're looking six unbeaten. So we had three draws before we had Exeter, Steven, oh, and wow. Carlisle. That was the the Carlisle game. Was the most boring game I've ever been to in my life. But yeah, three wins in the, three wins yeah. in the bounce. We, um, we broke our away duck again against Crawley. I'm, I was dubious at the start of that game. I think in the first five minutes, they could have scored three.
0: The, I, they I was nervous. On, they? Yeah. That free um, kick
1: that they, hit, that they hit, which I don't know if Killip just tipped on the bar I, or if it hit the bar straight. But I mean, the sun was right in his eyes. You've seen he had mm. his cap on, hand was up. The player had to shoot. I said, He's got to shoot.
0: Yeah. You do you've got it. to Did rain down me? on a goal. You've, you've got to rain down on a goalkeeper if the sun's in, in his eyes. You've,
1: you've exactly. And do you know what? It, it almost paid off for him. But mm. we grabbed, we absolutely grafted um, in that game. Um, it was a tough slog. I am. Um, I think we were lucky to finish the game with 11 men. I mentioned earlier talk a little bit about reds and yellows. I think Bogle was probably lucky to stay on the pitch. Have you seen the challenge?
0: No, I haven't But we we spoke about it the when we uh, we watched the the uh, Oldham challenge and you said that few <laughs> Sorry ladies and gentlemen, good night. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Grant gets for having smart lights in his house. um
1: I get smart lights and they turn off at certain times to make sure
0: yeah. I don't have excessive electricity bills because in this day yeah. and age, no one can afford them um but there you mentioned go. when, when we saw light. the um you let there be light. When we watched the uh, the Oldham highlights, you said that you felt Bogles was potentially worse. Um, yeah,
1: I do think I do. If I'm being honest, think it was a a worse challenge, um, and I, th- I I do think that he could have potentially been sent off. But the ref was right in front of him, um, I, and didn't give the red. I think it was he maybe felt it was too early to give a red in the game. He's not gave a red this season. I am that ref. He's always given his bookings. Just, I, I don't I know if it that just, speaks more for the ref that he doesn't want to upset the game in that sort of way.
0: I think ups- I think it, it it just highlights the major inconsistencies with refereeing at this level. Um, it, it really does. I mean i i watched um I watched you against Tramier the other night, and um the the referee there, Bogle had two chances where. The the ball fell to there was a foul on the Hartlepool player in the build up, but the ball fell to Bogle and he was essentially through on goal, and the referee pulled it back for a free kick on two separate yeah. occasions, and it, it's just a major inconsistency. But you know, it's, if we start talking about referees, we'll never stop. We'll probably do a special on referees at some stage. Oh, when they, definitely.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, but, and and Mister Mister John Yems definitely took a grievance to it, and yeah, he he's actually been charged. By the FA, now. John Yems has been charged for what he said. John for Yems what did Yems he say, Charged for what he said. So, I am um, not in these exact words, but essentially called the referee a fat bastard. Um, he, he mentioned his weight, said he was overweight, and called him a clown. Um, wow. uh, yeah, and said apparently the fourth official agreed that Bogle should have went off, but the referee overruled the fourth official, and yeah. He wasn't happy with him, but it's resulted in another charge for John Yems. I I genuinely don't know what the Crawley fans, the Crawley board, see in him because he does this every time they lose. He also came out and said that he's not going to blame. He says, I'm not going to blame the players. This is on me. But then in his interview, went on to slate the players. And then he went, oh, but I picked them, so it's my fault.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, I think he's he's kind of trying to take pressure off the players, but at the same time keep it off himself as well.
1: Oh, By the sound of
0: things—it's mad.
1: He's a special but, kind of person. But enough about Crawley. We're, we're we're talking about the Hartlepool run.
0: So so the Hartlepool run—it's not just you've you've said six unbeaten, three draws, and then three wins. Yeah, it's not just the three wins. Crawley is not an easy place to get a win. Re- regardless, it is yep. not an easy place to get a win. But Tranmere, like we did not. You you said yourself you weren't looking forward to the game because no. Tranmere, like you have beaten Tranmere. Yes, it was at home, but that's Tranmere. Are, uh, well, they they were the form side up until up until the Mansfield time, but yeah, what what a result that is! Like that's phenomenal and you said last week that you think that Hartlepool could be the ones that, because there's always that one club that towards the end of the season tries to, uh, makes a break yeah. into the playoffs, it's hard to argue that when you see your current form, you see how you're playing, you see the teams you're turning over
1: I, I do think that we are going to have a really good run and there's there's real shout among all of the supporters about a playoff push coming in, I agree he's yeah. done a lot of really shrewd business I'm over the, in the January transfer window um, his first managerial job as well yeah his first managerial job he's taken all the knowledge that he's taken from Middlesbrough under 23s he's, he's brought in some great players that he knows um, Bryn Morris coming in from um, Burton Albion that he came from brought in Omar Bogle I was shouting and raving about that signing I said I months <laughs> ago. I said months ago he's the type of person we should be bringing in I um, People had their doubts, but he's a proven, proven striker in this league. And uh, yeah, he's going to be I mean, be he's, the he's, he's doing to, it already, isn't it? for you? Yeah,
0: he's doing it already.
1: I mean, um, I said that he's everything that Fond up wasn't. Um, obviously not. He, he still is. He still <laughs> is for me. He still is. He's, he is going to be the man to take us forward. And he is. If we don't get in the playoffs this year, we'll get there next
0: year. I am. Um, You've got yeah. to keep this team together. And I think... I, I mentioned that there's a couple of players that I think that will maybe not be looking to move on, but I think there'll be eyes on them. Um, Molyneux for one of them. Um, yeah. I think, I think... I think Mickey Featherstone walks into any team in this league. That's um, the thing. Featherstone's not
1: getting any... Featherstone's not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and... If we bring in Bryn Morris, who is a local Hartlepool lad, and we manage to get him on a permanent deal, then I could potentially see that paving the exit for Featherstone because they're very, very similar players. And Featherstone's coming to the end of his contract this year, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd take him. I think he's I think he's a phenomenal right, player. Many, many clubs would take I'd love him to stay because he's a great person to have around the dressing room. He loves a mm-hmm. own. I'm um, watching him in the pitch <laughs> is funny because he just moans, um. But he's a leader, and we need yeah. people like him at the club. And people have had the amount
0: of games he's had. Yeah. So, just looking at League Two for the last seven days, then there's a there's the, the game of the week. We I don't think we can dispute it was uh, Exeter Harrogate four three. Mm. I think uh, Harrogate were 2 wow. two nil up, then Exeter scored. Harrogate went three one up, and then Exeter just sort of ran away and, and, and won four three. And I think it was with the last kick of the game. Now, I've actually got a couple of goals to show because we saw the win we saw the equalizer for Newport. Phenomenal goal earlier. Ah, oh, what a goal. But it wasn't the best goal of the week. Because when you look at this, I'm gonna show you now. I'm gonna show you Exeter's winner it's phenomenal but I've got one that I feel even better after that as well which is yeah what a week so I'm going to drop this in right now I'm going to let you see it you let me know I'm going to show you both you let me know which one was better so this is the Exeter one first and foremost end of the game
1: that turn yeah do you know what? it's it not even do. the goal? It's the turn that he does to bring it on to his foot and then curls it and phenomenal.
0: Phenomenal. Next one. And this is Bristol Rovers. So just just look at the, This for me is that vision from there. That's, that's right. better for me. It's, that is better for me there because I think that's a more difficult one to hit. Now don't get me wrong. The um the way that he the Exeter player hit the ball was the outside of the left foot. It's beautiful and that is so mm. hard to do. But to round the keeper, don't know what the keeper were doing. I, I, I could not tell you what that I I couldn't. I mean me. it looked
1: as if the defence were nowhere. Yeah. So the keeper had to well, cover it, 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 five he comes positions.
0: Out, but he leaves his goal wide open. He comes out but doesn't commit. Yeah. This is the thing. I think you've got to he comes out and just sort of flaps a little bit. But the player rounds him. The player rounds him to take it further away from goal. And then just floats it in. Like, it's, Brilliant goal. Could have gone anywhere. Could have gone anywhere. Went in. Beautiful goal. So Lovely for me, that, that that was goal of the week for me. But the game of the week it has got to be Exeter Harrogate for game of the week. And, and Exeter, Exeter have got to be buzzing with that.
1: Just doing Exeter things right now we've mentioned their run. I'm um, they're on as as a better run than Mansfield at the moment from looking at things. Um and yeah they, they even when they're 2-0 down, 3 1 down, you can't count them out. No. No. It's interesting Adrian thought that Mansfield will comfortably beat Exeter. When it's potential to be one
0: of the games of the season, hasn't it? Like That could it's be, gonna be an it's incredible gonna be
1: game. It's going to be great. And is it going to be some unbeaten runs going to come to an end, or are they just going to play it out in a nil-nil draw? We don't know. I would love to get an Exeter fan on here in response to his it's chat earlier on to see what they think of this game coming up. So if any Exeter fans are listening, I'm... Yeah. Um, then give us a shout we we want to talk to you um if any exeter fans aren't listening then we'll find an exeter fan we'll bring you on and we'll get some exeter fans to listen to this
0: podcast if i found a forest green fan i'll find an exeter fan um speaking of exeter and this this is this leads me into this next seven days for the for league two I'm focusing again on the bottom, and I know we focus on the bottom a lot, but but I think the reason we focus on the bottom a lot is because we see the top as wrapped up at the minute. The playoffs are so close, there's not really a discussion as to who we think is going to be actually there for definite, um, sort of second downwards. But the bottom half, or the bottom end of the league, is a discussion. It's a hard week for every team in the bottom five, aside from Scunthorpe. Which, I mean, your bottom of the league, every game's a hard game for you, but Oldham have got Bradford. Bradford just sacked the manager. You, you, we may both to, think it could be tight. Yeah, you never want to come up against a team that have just sacked the manager because no. you don't know what you're coming up against. You don't know what they're going to settle like. You don't know what that's what they've been training like. It's everything's changed. Um Colchester go to Northampton. Oh. <laughs> um Carlisle, that's not a nice Northampton. one. It's not at all. It's it's really not. But this is where for for someone like scunthorpe we wrote them off we wrote all them off in the first podcast and look at all them now we wrote scunthorpe off after that if scunthorpe are going to be left with any fighting chance it's this weekend they've got to get a result because they play rochdale this weekend
1: yeah they do and rochdale you're looking at When I'm looking at the form league, Rochdale aren't that much further in the last five games than Scunthorpe are. They've taken five points. Sorry, Rochdale have taken four points out of five games. Scunthorpe have taken three points out of five games.
0: Yeah. And that's the four teams above Scunthorpe, Exeter uh, are hosting Barrow this weekend. We just spoke about Exeter. You you can't look beyond Exeter in that game. You've got to think Barrow are going to drop points. Carlisle have got Swindon. You've got to think Swindon are going to turn Carlisle over. Um, Again, we just mentioned it. Colchester going to Northampton. Mm -hmm. It's got got Northampton win written all over it. Obviously, something's going to give and we'll get something wrong because we always do. And then and Bradford. For me, this is the week. Scunny have got to get... If Scunny wants to have any chance at all... Or want to signal any intent of a bit of fight left in them, this is it. They've got to do this weekend. They've got to get a win. Yeah, or they've got to at least fight.
1: This is their game, and I think if they don't win, I think Scunthorpe fans will be they'll be feeling hard done by, I think. I think they will start to bury their heads a bit more and go, could this be the year that we we drop down into the national into that? horrible purgatory
0: league yeah yeah um and I, th- I think i think we could be quite confident in saying that if they don't get anything out of this weekend i mean we, we, we were quite confident before but it, it's at the stage where i'd put money on it that that'd be it for them you wouldn't get uh, much back you, exactly exactly um so that's looking at the next seven days. There's the, I mean, we've we've got a couple of midweek games next week, but uh, you know, mainly I wanted to focus on this weekend. And obviously, we've overrun quite a lot tonight, guys, because we said that we said we would have to because of everything that's gone on. You know, a new manager coming in at a club, a manager getting sacked at a club. Um, we had the Mansfield fan on. We had Adrian on for a bit, but we have run over. Who'd have it thought? Had even with just the two of us, we've managed to run over. Can you imagine if Chris was here, we'd have been, we wouldn't have got out on time because we'd have still been recording it. Um, but honestly, Chris, we missed you this week. Um, it'll be good to get you back next week. And I, I, I'm i looking forward to you getting your thoughts out on the Adams situation. Um, I it's feel like, like when
1: tan. We... I, want, I want you to put on loads of fake tan and come on. Yes, I want you to be looking like Dickinson. Yes, um,
0: and next week, Grant is coming down for the Bradford game against Mansfield, and who knows, we might upload something between me and Chris when we're all together because we're going to get together at some point before the game even if it's just five minutes of Grant ripping hopefully, on Bradford.
1: Hopefully as well by then, our Oldham tops will have arrived.
0: Yes! As uh, well. Yes, the Oldham tops with Fond up on the back, so I mean, we can't wear them to the game, Grant, just pointing that out there. <laughs> no,
1: we, 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 can't, we can't wear them to the game, but they are. We are keeping up our end of the deal. We are getting them ordered. I believe you're ordering the home top. I'm going for the home top. I love it. I'm ordering the away top. Just to, just we've got to one of each. So, I mean, and Chris is local.
0: still. Chris is still looking to get the uh, the 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 Sir Sheridan six, six on the back of one. If all of them stay up because of Sheridan, but guys, Grant, if you've got anything else you want to add, I don't. know I'm If you have good. anything else you want to touch on, we're all good. Um, we're the only thing I want to do is just
1: continue as normal. Everyone, like, share, comment, subscribe, like as Leave followers on really, Spotify.
0: Really comment if you like, but just give it a five star with it. Um, let's have a look, Grant. I've just realised that you know we have a little chat box at the side. Grant's been leaving messages, and I've only just read them. Um, so that's fun. Um, guys, thank you very much for joining us. This has been episode five. Yeah, we'll be back next week with episode six. We'll catch you then. Uh, Good luck, scumfop. Let's see if you can bag some at this weekend.